Yeah, I can start. Yeah. Um, it's so good to see you all, ladies, and also all of you on Facebook right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thanking God today for his provision and guidance for my life mm-hmm. and uh, for what he's been doing this um, in this season for me. Um, he's been helping me to um, really see the purpose and the calling that's on my life. So I'm very grateful for that today. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Wonderful. Great. If I could um, say, I thank God for his mercy. Hello. Say hello. Hi. <laughs> it's nice to hear your voice this morning, <laughs> this afternoon. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I thank God for his mercy, for his love that he is present with me and, you know, he's guiding me, leading me in all the good plans that he has for me. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Okay. Yeah. Got somebody else? Barbara? Well, I thank God that I'm here. Yeah. Thank God yeah. for you ladies for this Thursday Connect. Mm. and praying for my daughter and her family. They have a lot going on right now, and I'm thanking God in advance that mm-hmm. we can trust him, and we know he will work it all out in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 He's trustworthy. He's trustworthy. Yes. Even when we think that things, you know, things don't seem to be, he's trustworthy. Yeah. Good, good. Yeah. Um, who else do we have on the platform? Just I think hello. Beautiful. <laughs> Good to see you. Um, yes, um, I'm very thankful for God's provisions. Mm-hmm. Um, just really providing um, everything I need. And, you know, I heard he's a God of the 11th hour. So just when you think, you know, it's over, he shows up. So I'm thankful to have a God that always shows up. Perfect timer. <laughs> Perfect timing. He's he's a he's a kind of God who it's never too late nor too early. Praise God for that. Yes, yes. Um, do we do we have somebody else? Somebody else on the platform? Keep also on the Facebook. Keep on lighting. Okay. Helen, you let us know when. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't I have a stopwatch. Okay, we can start. Okay, good. So, thank you so much, ladies. Thank you for, and even those who are here now, and even those who be joining up or will be watching up later. Uh, today's on us, Deep Connect. Uh, and we are studying the book of. Um, this book, the study book, Trustworthy. You can see it, yeah, yeah. Okay, we have studied this book. And uh, uh, basically the book is about the kings, the kings of Islam, uh, the different kings that ruled uh, Islam. Uh, but before we go even uh, to, start, to today's study, can we just uh, allow the the places of the Holy Spirit uh, as a teacher, as a guide, as a helper, translator, 
so that we are able to, you know, to just get and comprehend that which uh, the Lord wants to speak to us through uh, the study. So, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come before you uh, this afternoon. We are delighted again to be at the feet of Jesus, at the throne of grace. We thank you, Father, that this is the day that we've made. And we are so delighted and glad to be in it. We know that, Father, you ordained this day. And even you planned it, oh God. We know that nothing happens without your knowledge and your wisdom. Your plans are always for good and not for harm. Father, we thank you that, oh God, today you have a word for each one of us, even as we study uh, your character of being trustworthy. We hope that by the end of this lesson, that we will have a takeaway that will help us to take our lives to the next level and to help us walk strongly and boldly in faith and in trusting in you no matter the circumstances. We bless you, Father, and we glorify you. Holy Spirit, take your place. We don't know how to do it, but you are a teacher, you are a helper. We know that through you, we can be able to get enlightened and inspired. You are able to translate and you are able even to guide us in everything. We thank you and glorify you. Father, I want to thank you for every person that is listening now and who will be listening. I thank you for the uh, interaction that will be there. Father, in all this, I pray that your holy praises be with us in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. So, um, so today we the book of uh, this book we are studying is about the kings and uh, last time uh, we went we we uh, our sister Boriana took us through uh, uh, the study of the king Saul and this was uh, from from first Samuel 9 through 15 chapter 9 through 15 and even before we just, you know, uh, go to, today we'll be looking at uh, chapter 16 onwards, but even before we go there, we'll be studying, uh, we will be looking at the next king, who is King David. Uh, our lesson is, be, is from the book, from page 22, for those who have the book, uh, page 22, all the way to page 30 page 22 or the way to page 30. We'll have, uh, major, we'll have main uh, uh, scriptures that will lead uh, uh, for those who are following on, um, on, uh, on Facebook. Uh, we'll ha have people helping us to, um, to post them there. And, and uh, we'll, I'll also uh, write to in to ask someone who will uh, volunteer to also read uh, for us the those main uh, uh, those main uh, verses that will be reading 
so um, I don't know, even before we start, if there's somebody who's already here so that you can have their Bible closed and so that we know once we, we, we go to these main verses and we will know all these scriptures, we'll know who will be reading for us that. Okay. Yeah. So uh, as I said last time, uh, Boriana took us through uh, 1 Samuel 9 through 15, and it was basically about King Saul. So maybe uh, in just one, a few minutes, uh, if one or two people could just tell us, I uh, know, some a takeaway, one or two, a takeaway that you got from the, you know, from the lesson, from last lesson about King Saul. Yeah, just a highlight of what or something that uh, was so clear to you or some something you noticed about King Saul that you took away with for, from the lesson. Yeah, remember that's the connect is uh, interaction. <laughs> interaction lessons so please you got to you know to share you know may i say so. something mary hi i'm sorry hi. i'm outside hi. I'm hi. Outside. I'm going. and um thank you the main lesson is that we need to wait we need to be patient yes. and we need to serve the lord with our heart mostly yes. for mm-hmm. me okay to yes, be patient yeah. and to trust the Lord. Mm-hmm. Okay. Beautiful, beautiful. Thanks, Boriana. Good. Okay, yeah. So patience, patience, and trust in the Lord in this time. Okay. Someone else. I'd like Mom? to add a little. Yeah, I will. Um, yeah. I like it that it says how God is in control, mm-hmm. but He does not control our choices mm-hmm. God's control. the sovereign will of god is completely control over all things mm-hmm. and his but, commands are revealed in the bible mm-hmm. but we have mm-hmm. to make the right choices yeah we got to we, yeah we got to make the right choices we have the free will since the you know the creation of god uh is a gentleman he gave us you know the free will of choice yeah it's right. beautiful yeah Someone, somebody else want to jump? I mean, just say something short and just a highlight. Huh? Okay, well, good. So I'm sure you, yeah, you uh, get back and do a review of that. So today, we are, as I said, we are going to look at King David, and that is from page 22. And uh, we will have a few, le- a few questions actually about, about 12, 12, about 12 or so, more than 12 questions that will be, uh, uh, we'll be trying to respond even as we started this. So before we, uh, before, Let's read uh, page 22, the the opening, Um, and it's saying, let's pick up where we left off yesterday, for us it's last week, right after Saul was rejected as king. 
God sent Samuel to anoint the next king. First Samuel 16 uh, tells us a story uh, you may be familiar with. God told Samuel to go to Bethlehem to a man named Jesse. God has selected one of Jesse's sons to be next king. Samuel went uh, through the sons one by one, looking for the one chosen by God. So, um, so that's basically our introduction. And uh, so let's lead. Uh, okay, uh, so we are talking about King David. But uh, even before we talk about King David, I just want us to have a, a short uh, background in, uh, of who David, King David was. And uh, from the Bible, we have, uh, we have, I'm sure most of, most of us have gone through the Bible and we have uh, uh, recorded genealogies in the Bible. For example, we have the genealogy of Abraham that we find in the book of Genesis. We have the genealogy of Noah, or, and also we even have the genealogy of uh, Jesus Christ, which is in Matthew chapter one and verse one to 16. Uh, we have, so uh, we also have genealogy of David. And uh, genealogy of David, uh, we note that there are 14 generations between uh, uh, Abraham and David. And the genealogy of um, David is in the, bo in the book of Luth. Uh, and the book of Luth is just, you know, uh, before, before uh, it's between Judges and the, and the book of Samuel that we are reading right now. So we, in the book of um, Ruth, uh, we find that uh, Ruth was, an Israel, was not an Israelite. Uh, she was, but she was a, um, a Moabite and uh, she was, or rather she was from the um, uh, nation of Moab. And the nation of Moab uh, was a pagan a nation. It did. It had, you know, gods not like God of Israel. So, uh, as for for those who we studied the, the book of uh, Isaiah last time, we can remember, you know, wh why even the Isaiah had been sent to the nation to, to these nations, and Moab was one of them. So, um, when we if we look at the at the book of Ruth. Uh, in chapter four, uh, whoever is on the um, whoever is on the Facebook, we can just write uh, Ruth four uh, thirteen to seventeen. Uh, that's where we find the genealogy of David, whereby we find that Ruth uh, was became the the wife of Boaz, and they had a uh, son Obed, and after that uh, Obed. Uh, Obed got uh, Jesse, 
and just now uh, had David because uh, David was the son of Jesse. And Jesse had also other sons. Uh, we are told about eight, eight sons. So uh, now we have <laughs> an overview, or a, a pro, uh, an overview of uh, where David originated, or who is basically David. You know, uh, he was a great grandson of Ruth. So uh, we are going to read this. Uh, our main reading today is First uh, Samuel sixteen from 6 to 23. So uh, who is, as I said, I would like somebody to be, to read for us, to have the Bible. So who wanna read, who be reading for us? I can read, no problem. Okay, thank you. So first Samuel uh, 16, 6 to 23. And the last of us, if we have the, our Bibles, we can follow, we'll also be following on the Facebook as uh, it will be posted. So let's go through this and we so that we are able to respond to the questions that uh, will follow. Sure. So it's 6 to 23, correct? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. First Samuel 16, 6. When they arrived, Samuel took one look at Elab and thought, surely this is the Lord anointed. But the Lord said to Samuel, don't judge by his appearance or height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not see things the way you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Then Jesse told his son, Abinadab, to step forward and walk in front of Samuel. But Samuel said, this is not the one the Lord has chosen. Next, Jesse summoned Shimea, but Samuel said, neither is this the one the Lord has chosen. In the same way, all of the, all of the seven of Jesse's sons were presented to Samuel. But Samuel said to Jesse, the Lord has not chosen any of these. Then Samuel asked, are these all the sons you have? There is still the youngest, Jesse replied, but he's out in the fields watching the sheep and goats. Send for him at once, Samuel said. We will not sit down to eat until he arrives. So Jesse sent for him. He was dark and handsome with beautiful eyes. And the Lord said, this is the one, anoint him. So as David stood there among his brothers, Samuel took the flask of olive oil he had brought and anointed David with the oil. And the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David from that day on. Then Samuel returned to Ramah. Now the spirit of the Lord had left Saul and the Lord sent, to tormenting, sent a tormenting spirit that filled him with depression and fear. Some of Saul's servants said to him, a tormenting spirit from God is troubling you. Let us find a good musician to play the harp whenever the tormenting spirit troubles you. He will play soothing music and you will soon be well again. All right, Saul said, find me someone who plays well and bring him here. One of the servants said to Saul, one of Jesse's sons from Bethlehem is a talented harp player. Not only that he is brave, he's a brave warrior, a man of war, and has good judgment. He is also a fine-looking young man, and the Lord is with him. So Saul sent messengers to Jesse to say, 
send me your son, David, the shepherd. Jesse responded by sending David to Saul, along with a young goat, a donkey loaded with bread and a wineskin full of wine. So David went to Saul and began serving him. Saul loved David very much, and David became his arm bearer. Then Saul sent word to Jesse asking, please let David remain in my service, for I am very pleased with him. And whenever the tormenting spirit from God troubled Saul, David would play the harp. Then Saul would feel better and the tormenting spirit would go away. Amen. Amen. Wow. Good. So, uh, so from that, uh, from the reading, we have the first question uh, that, that asks, what did God tell Samuel to look for or not to, to look for? in the next king. Yeah. I have it. it says do not look at his appearance mm -hmm. or his physical stature. It, yeah, exactly. That is in the uh, first, first seven. Okay. Good. So, um finally uh finally Samuel asked if there was in any of their sons, and Jesse told him about the youngest. Oh, so uh, sometimes when we feel rejected by people, uh, we feel like we have been overlooked by God uh, as well. But this story is such a beautiful example, even though David was not chosen by his father to be uh, brought in, if, uh, in from the field, God assured David did um, miss, didn't miss his assignment. When we have been chosen by God, even people's rejection will not override uh, God's assignment. Okay? So, question number two. How does the story of David being chosen by God for the assignment of king uh, speak to you, you personally? Yeah? How does the story of David, that is question two, uh, being chosen by God for the assignment uh, of a king speak to you personally? Um, I can answer that. Go ahead. Me, go ahead. For me, as we read it, um, David's story, um, and you also mentioned that he was a forgotten one. Um, mm -hmm. He was forgotten by his own father. And like you said, sometimes in life, we feel like we are, um, you know, left out or forgotten by people around us or mm -hmm. even the people we look up to, like our parents or, you know, whoever we look up to. So for me personally, it speaks to me because I know that God's timing is perfect. And we mm -hmm. see how God at his own timing picked David up and raised him um, to a higher calling and a higher place. Um, some A place where, uh, you know, his own family didn't expect him to be at. So the encouragement here for me is that sometimes we go through life and it may feel like we are down under, forgotten. Um, but 
then God somehow, when we stay in that place and we still continue to be humble in that position, God actually picks us up and raises us in uh, in a place and in a way that other people around us would not expect. So yeah, being humble in God's presence, regardless of how the physical may look like, um, is what um, speaks to me today. Absolutely. Amen. That is great. Yes. Um, look, uh, for me, uh, God's calling, calling me to a greater or a better, you know, uh, life, uh, you know, and uh, because here is David, um, you know, he was a shepherd boy, you know, the life of a shepherd, I mean, of shepherds is quite humble. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, you've got to have a lot of patience. You have to be bold. You have to, you know, to persevere a lot of, uh, you know, all weathers. Just imagine they are out there in the cold, in the lanes, and even in danger. So, um, and just so being called uh, when, when uh, you know, uh, when God call, chooses you from that level, and you know, uh, and just. Uh, it makes you witness one after the other that it's you know uh, it's it's you who has been chosen regardless of you know uh, your competence regardless of your the status regardless of what that's quite encouraging yeah to see that uh, the Bible says in Isaiah forty two Isaiah forty two ten I'm called chosen so. This is good. And this reminds us of a recent uh, sermon <laughs> that we had in church, if all of you can remember, you know, and that was on the 9th of May, 21st. If you have not, uh, I would urge that you, you go back and re-listen to this. It has quite a lot of relation in, uh, you know, it was uh, Pastor Jane who preached that message and he just as I was studying this, I, every time a lot of what uh, Pastor Jane shared on that day was, you know, was like corresponding so much with this study. So kindly uh, go and uh, you lead, I uh, mean, like listen to this uh, sermon. So there, let's look at the verses uh, 14 to 23. Okay, 14 to 23, we have read that. I'm sure we'll be able to answer the question because we read from uh, 6 to 23. And the question is, what happened to Saul? Yeah, what happened to Saul? Someone? I'll take it. It says that God's spirit departed from Saul. Mm -hmm. So now he had to rule in his own strength. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then he needed David to play the harp to soothe him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, well, exactly. And here we know that, okay, if the spirit of God departs from you, okay, of course, another spirit will definitely occupy the void. Yeah. So, and here we are told that uh, the spirit of distress gets into soul. Yeah. So, uh, but I am so delighted as we, when we read the, you know, the verses, I mean, if uh, that, uh, some of the servants of Saul were the ones who were recommending David. Again, you see, uh, this is amazing that still this young boy, a shepherd boy, you know, was also in a way, uh, his character was like, you know, known, 
yeah, by many, yeah, and yet you see, like the, the, his family, you know, including the father, didn't like uh, see him as a person who could, you know, who could be Ovario to be a king or, or a future king. He was like, okay, no, that's just the, the one who tends the, the sheep, the one looks, I mean, nothing much and compared to the rest of my sons, yeah. But even here, the, the servants of Saul, they already had, you know, they had already noticed. That really speaks a lot. So, uh, and we two servants of Saul, he commended David to, to, to Saul to help him soothe his distress. That is verse 18. Wow, that's very uh, encouraging. So Saul, um, I'm reading page 23. Uh, Saul was still a king at this point, even though David had been appointed uh, as the next king. David was sent uh, for because he could pray the uh, the law to help uh, calm soul spirit. Uh, soul spirit. David comforted comforted King Saul and was allowed to stay in the court. Yeah, I like uh, this this verse where uh, you know after David was sent by his father uh, in verse twenty two, uh, Saul himself confesses, saying, uh, "Please let David stand before me, for I have found favor." Wow! Again, here is another you know here is Samuel already then the um, the servants and now here the king himself is saying he's. Uh, confessing that I found favor, uh, uh, David, you know, uh, have found favor in David, you know. So this also tells a lot. So in this First Samuel 17, we see that one day during a battle with the Philistines, David came to uh, to the front lines of Israel army and bring to bring food to his brothers who were fighting in the battle. He saw the giant Philistine named Goriath making threats against God's people. Yeah. So uh, we're going to read, uh, Helen's going to read for us First Samuel 17. Now we are through with First 17 and we are going to read uh, these three uh, verses 26, 36, and 45. Okay, so first Samuel 17, 26. 26. Mm-hmm. Then 36. Mm-hmm. Then 45. And 45. Yeah. Okay. First Samuel 17, 26. David asked the soldier standing nearby, what will a man get for killing this Philistine? Sorry, Barbara, we couldn't hear you. No, that's not me. Oh. Yeah. Cherry, we can't we can't hear you. What'd you say? It's twenty six, thirty six, and forty five. Okay, First Samuel seventeen twenty six. David asked the soldier standing nearby, "What will a man get for killing this Philistine and ending his defiance of Israel? 
who is this pagan Palestine anyway, that he is allowed to defy the armies of the living God? And 36 says... Uh, I was just asking, is it 36 or 26? 26. It's both. Both, but we start with 26. First Samuel. Verse 36 or 26? 26. Then 36. Okay. Three, six, then 4, 5. Just mm -hmm. the fuzzies. Yeah. Okay. First Samuel 17. 36 says, I have done this to both lions and bears, and I'll do it to these pagan Palestine too, for he has defied the armies of the living God. First Samuel 17, 45 says, David replied to the Philistine, you come to me with sword, spear, and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies and the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Amen. Good. Amen. Yeah, so this is the reaction of David you know, to Goriath once he learned uh, about uh, this giant uh, uh, Philistine. So um, the question asked, what was David's reaction to, you know, to Goriath's uh, defiance, defiance of God? Okay. And basically this tells us like, okay, you know, he just, you know, uh, asked, like in 26, he just, you know, he just wanted to know who is this, who is this uh, uh, person who does not give respect to God, yeah? And uh, that is in verse 26, yeah? And uh, in 36, he says, um, uh, you know, David dares to face Goriath. You know, he consults, uh, you know, his reaction is that he's, he's so, um, like, I mean, boiling, you know, because he cannot understand that who is this who, who has no even uh, respect for, for the living God. And he says, you know, he's, he's even ready to, as young as he is, he's ready to face a king and to ask for, even without experience as a, as a fighter, as a soldier, uh, he's he just brave enough to approach the, the king and uh, ask for him uh, to allow to give him permission just to face this giant, yeah. And for him, he was uh, though uh, the, the, the in front of the army and the king, uh, he didn't seem to have the you know what it required. But him, he knew deep down himself if he had fought bears and lions and defended his father's flock. I mean, he was feeling that he's equipped enough to face uh, this uh, giant. Um, and in 46, I mean, 45, you know, for him now here, here is where we see that David, uh, why David was so bold is because he was not depending on his own uh, mighty, uh, you know, power and whatever, but because he was saying, you will come, we will come with, uh, before me, or, uh, uh, with, 
you know, the, the equipment, the spears, whatever, you know, all those uh, tools of the war. But uh, I will come to you in the name of God, yeah, which is, you know, powerful. It's a whip, uh, powerful weapon, which even today we know that in the name of Jesus, you know, every, you know, and uh, uh, the enemy bows down. So, uh, and uh, actually, this reminds uh, me of a song uh, uh, by by uh, uh, by Sinachi. You know, the name of Jesus. Yeah, we have victory. Okay, so the next question is: What surprises you? What surprises you about David's reaction? If somebody just made comment this, what surprises you about how David reacted? Yes, go ahead. I'll say something. Um, I'm thinking he's just a young man and how brave he was. Mm -hmm. Instead of being fearful of uh, Goliath, he stayed focused on God and God's strength and what he knew God could do and defending God. So Mm -hmm. rather than being afraid of Goliath, which we all would have been, he stayed more focused on God. Mm-hmm. Wow, well, yeah, exactly. He was not afraid. He was not, he, he had, you know, uh, here is the, a young person, you know, we are, you see, actually he's the one who is even being sent by his father to take, you know, the food to the soldiers, meaning he was just, you know, he was, uh, how do we call it? All, all, uh, all purpose, hardy boy. Oh, you go do this. Oh, you before you go uh, to hard. Okay, you are back from from the fields. Okay, here's the food. It's ready. Do this. Do that. Yeah. So he was still that, uh, you know, a young person. I mean, like young lad. But his audacity, you know, wow, wow, to face Goriath and also to ask the king's authority to let him fight Goriath was amazing. Yeah, meaning he had such, you know, a very positive, you know, uh, and confidence in, uh, in, uh, in who he was. In other, in other words, for him, he was, uh, uh, oh my God. Okay, uh, for him, he was saying, mm, what do we have to lose anyway? So the next question, we'll, we'll look at it uh, uh, um, how did God, we'll go to the other question, 20, 23. How did, uh, how did God prepare David uh, for this assignment? Yeah. How does knowing this part of David's story help you trust that in your own um, hard circumstances, in your own hard circumstances, God could use the, this as a preparation for the for future assignment. Hmm. Hmm. Any less responses? I'm sorry. Can you repeat the question again? Yeah. Uh, okay. The, the question is page twenty three, and uh, it says. How did God prepare David for this assignment? Okay. How does knowing this part of David's story help uh, you trust uh, trust that in your own hard circumstances, 
God could use this as a preparation for a future assignment. Hey, Mary. Yes. Uh, Laura, when David was a shepherd, yes. he had been um, looking after the sheep by himself, mm-hmm. and he had to fight to. To hide, he had to fight with lions, bears, all these uh, animals that you would consider, wow, they're going to kill him, they're going to eat him, you know. But God taught him to fight during that period when he was alone by himself. So mm. it helped him also to stand in front of Goliath that he have courage because he even fought with, with, with those animals. So what I can uh, see and understand uh, from this story is whatever we go through, all the difficulties that we, we, we have passed, it's not in vain because uh, by passing through that, we know more God. We have our confidence that he is there for us to assist us and to help us, that we are not alone. He will fight for us. We're not fighting alone, but he is there with us. That's what I understand. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this was a preparation and there was a confidence of where, you know, God had uh, had brought uh, David from. So David, actually, David eventually uh, uh, defeated Goriath. And from that day, Saul kept David among his servants. Uh, now you see, we already knew that uh, David was brought in to be soothing uh, King Solomon, uh, but now that was one assignment. But here now again, uh, um, we find that Saul again now he has brought him also to be uh, uh, to to be part of his servants. So he was not allowing him to return home. Yeah. So I think before he would, you know, he would come, uh, you know, serve the king, come him and go back home. But now I think he has to stay um, under, I mean, under the roof of King Saul. So David marched with the troops and became popular among the people. So, so much that Saul became jealous of David and attempt to have uh, him killed. For the less of... Uh, First uh, Samuel, David's greatest enemy was Saul himself. Uh, Saul haunted David, uh, the chosen king, for the rest of his life. Okay, so uh, we are going to look at uh, some uh, page twenty-four. We have, uh, you know, this. Uh, you know, some statements here whereby, you know, about King King David. Uh, I don't, uh, which says, I don't want to, uh, I, would, I don't want to assign David thoughts and feelings that Alan made clear from the text. However, I can tell you that if I were David and had chosen, been anointed of the, uh, the king, future king, I would have made some assumption of what God would do with me at that point and how my life would look. I would have as, uh, assumptions about God's timing. You know, uh, I would, uh, that says I'll take the throne quickly. 
but we see from, from the text that it took some years. Then uh, God's protection, you know, uh, I will be protected from any possible attacks uh, from Saul, but this did happen. Uh, God's provision, uh, God will surely provide for the solid uh, people to, to surround me and set up uh, the, to succeed in my calling. Again, in 1 Samuel 22, verse 2, we don't see this happening. Instead, David was surrounded by, uh, you know, uh, another category of people. Uh, in that verse, it says, and everyone who, who was distressed, everyone who was in debt, and everyone who was bitter in soul gathered him. And these people were not just, you know, one or two. They were about 400 men. So, this another situation that uh, you know David was faced with, unlike uh, the story of uh, Esther, if we read it, uh, when she was chosen to be queen, uh, her situation was quite different. You know, immediately she was you know given uh, you know uh, made she was given a provision. Here we find a different situation with uh, with David. Okay, so we'll uh, we'll go to uh, due to time. We'll we'll go straight to page twenty five, and we'll read this portion, uh, which says, "I I don't have quick uh, have quick and easy answers for you, but I can tell you I'm learning a lot about what to pursue and what not to pursue in hard." life circumstances like the ones David was, you know, facing. Pursuing answers to why God, to why God allows hard things has never uh, given me the peace I want. Honestly, even if God did tell me why, I probably would see enough of this big picture to agree with him. I don't think answers to our why questions would make any uh, make our circumstances better or give us peace in the midst of uh, of them. So I have to pursue something different. I'm choosing to pursue uh, learning um, how to daily rely on God in the midst of circumstances that make me resistant to trust. Uh, uh, C.S. Lewis said, Relying on God has to begin in all, uh, all over again every day, as if nothing had yet been done. Okay, so and uh, page twenty six, we have some uh, attributes that we can back uh, uh, attributes of God that we can rely on or we can back on uh, as we we declare. Uh, he's trustworthy. Okay, so um, these attributes, there are five. There are five attributes, and the, uh, the first one is unchangeableness. God it, it does not change. Yeah, so God is unchanging in his being, perfection, purpose, and promises, yet, God is not uh, lobo, uh, lobo, robotic. Uh, God, unlike unlike humans, uh, his emotions uh, are 
always in line with, with his true sinless character. His character does not shift with his emotions. Yeah. So the other one is wisdom, uh, divine intelligence. Uh, God always chooses the best uh, goals. Like, you know, uh, God's wisdom, like making walls on the sea, you know, when the Israelites were, you know, were faced with uh, the problem of closing the land, you see, you know, he just made the water you know, to stand and, you know, they, they, uh, they pass on dry land, you know, uh, so he was able to accomplish his goal of making sure the Israelites pass. That's a great wisdom. Knowledge, you know, God is omniscience. He, God knows all things. Yeah? Uh, he is all-knowing, the Bible says. And uh, uh, the other one is righteousness. He's just, God always acts according with what, uh, uh, with what, uh, um, with what is light and himself the final standard uh, of what is light. So uh, we see also in, in Psalms, Psalms 96 and verse 13 talks about God's righteousness. Yeah, the other thing is, uh, uh, the other uh, attribute is peace. God is not the author of conviction, but he's a, he, God is orderly, yet he, he is active in the midst of confusion. Uh, to bring about his eventual, uh, his eventual fully control. And this we see in 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 14, uh, 33. Uh, it's, the Bible tells us that uh, God is not another of confusion. We also see uh, peace, about peace uh, in uh, Isaiah 32, verse 17 to 18. Isaiah 32, 17 to 18 also talks about peace. Peace as the result of righteous work of Christ. So uh, between page 26 and 27, we have uh, the fruit of trusting God and the, and the scriptures uh, where to find. We have uh, the fruit of peace, which you find in Isaiah 26, uh, 26, verse 3 to 4. And we also have a security. You know, that's a, when you trust God, you have, uh, these are the fruits you get. Uh, we have security. Uh, we, that is uh, Psalms 37 and uh, verse 3. Uh, if whoever has the book, I, I wish you could uh, put these verses on the, on the chat there. Then we have uh, protection from danger, protection from danger. Uh, we have Psalms 31, verse 14 to 15, 32, 7, 33, 8 to 22, and 91, 1 to 4. We have another flute that is freedom from fear. That's Psalms 125, Proverbs, um, um, Proverbs, Proverbs 19, I mean, sorry, 29 to 25. Provision, we have Proverbs 28, uh, 25. And Jeremiah 17, 7 to 8. 
We also have another flute, which is strength, yeah, which is in, uh, we find this Isaiah 30, 15, and Isaiah 40, 29 to that one. Okay, so when you read, those are the flutes, and you read, please read those scriptures to get more details about that. Now, back to David's story, what I would have assumed David's reality uh, to be, and what is actually looked like, um, uh, like several years after being anointed king, king are vastly different, yeah? So uh, let's read, this is the other main, uh, main uh, reading, that is 1 Samuel 24, 3 to 15. I don't know whether you have time, uh, Helen, for that. Yeah, we have yeah, first, two minutes yeah. to one, so. so. Do you think we'll be able to cover that? Uh, I think we should wrap up and yeah, we can yeah. leave the verse in the chat so people can go and, and lead. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Off next week. Exactly. We can, yeah, we can pick from there next week. Yeah. yeah. So, so basically, uh, so um, we, we, uh, we leave it at this point, you know, with the fruit of trusting God. And uh, knowing that uh, if we trust God, uh, as we see, you know, we see David's situation of trusting God, he had peace. He knew that, uh, you know, uh, he was secure. He was bold enough. He knew that God would, you know, protect him. And we also see that uh, by trusting God, you know, uh, David knew that, you know, he could uh, depend on God's strength, not only his own strength, but uh, God's strength, you know, uh, was vital in him. So uh, we will uh, hold there and uh, we pick from next, we pick from there next, next Thursday. So... Yeah, any just have just one comment before we pray, please. Anyone who just want to say something, just one person very shortly, then we pray and wind it up. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, well, okay. So um, let us pray then. Let's just thank God and pray. Okay. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Um, may I ask that one of us lap this for us in prayer, please? Who will lap this for us? I can do it, no problem. Oh, Helen? Yes, I'll go. (laughs) Good. God bless you. Thank you. Let's pray. 
Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this wonderful hour that we're able to come in your presence and understand your word. Lord, we thank you for using Mary today for helping us to understand the story of David. And we just, Lord, ask you that you continue to um, reveal to us as we go and study this word by ourselves. Father God, um, in our different circumstances, we believe that you will reveal to us the word differently. But as we come together next time, Time, I pray that we will all be able to share the amazing um, different ideas that you have shown to us, Father. And Lord, I just thank, um, thank you for everyone's life. Um, whether we are together here in Rome or across countries, we thank you that you can bring us together on this online platform. We thank you that you're able to uh, bring us together, Father God, to share your word and to fellowship together. And for all those who are watching, Lord, afterwards, we ask that you bless them. We ask that you reveal your word to them as you have to us, Father. And we just give you the rest of the day, Lord Jesus, and that you would bless each person that is on this call that will be watching afterwards. I pray all of these things in your name, Father. Amen. 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 Yeah. Good. So thank you so much, uh, ladies, everyone who was on and who will be uh, logging in later. The story of David is quite amazing. And, you know, most of us, like, you know, pick, you know, the father says uh, the man after God's own heart. But I think that's a part of the celebration. We, I think it's high time we go and uh, flip the coin and get to know the other part of his, uh, you know, of his uh, life, which is full of, you know, hardship. But uh, thank God that in the midst of it, God, uh, you know, has been his spirit all through. Amen. Amen. Good. Amen. Thank you, everyone, for coming. Amen. And thank Amen. you, Mary, for you. sharing the word with us today. Amen. Have bless a blessed you. day, everyone. Yeah. Bye. Bless you. Bye. God bless Bye. you. Thank you.